Today we're coming to an end of our deep dive into the book of Ephesians. And it's been a pleasure this week to think very carefully about God's words to us through the Apostle Paul, writing to these dear people in the city of Ephesus and teaching about how we have so many blessings that belong to us in Christ. Again, that's the focus of Ephesians, grace in Christ, everything that comes to us in Jesus. Today we're going to focus on the last part of the book, starting at chapter 5, verse 21, going all the way through the end of chapter 6. And well, we're going to dive right into the depths of some really tough stuff. Again, now the context that we are in is Paul is in the second half of the letter, talking about living a life worthy of the calling we have received. That's what he says at the beginning of chapter 4. And so we're thinking about how we can let our lights shine and show love for other people. And now at verse 21, we're going to start with some really tough stuff. So he says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So take a time out here. It's so important in the Bible to understand context. The context here again is showing love for other people. And and chapter 5 verse 1 makes that very clear. And here in verse 21, he says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. We're talking about our love for each other. But it's that word submit that's going to cause us to trip for just a second. So we need to think about this. With English ears, we hear that word submit and we probably think of bad things like being lesser than someone, being dominated or controlled or bossed around. But in the Greek language, that that word hupotasso, it really shows respect for other people. And so maybe a good definition in their language of submit is to show humble love and respect. So please understand, submit is not a bad word. It's a good word that, that we show humble love and respect to each other as fellow Christians. Now I say that because it's the next verse that sometimes really causes people to stumble, where he talks about wives submit to your husbands as to the Lord in everything. And that's where people gasp, what, how are we back hundreds of years and now we're repressing women and people kind of flip out when they take this out of context. But understand again that we're talking about a word that's not bad, show humble love and respect. Wives, show that humble love and respect as you would to the Lord and to Jesus for all that he has done. And so what we have in these verses now is specifically about husband and wife. And he says that there's these different roles that husband and wife play out. Wives are going to submit, show humble love and respect. And husbands are going to lead, but they're going to lead like Christ, which means not as a boss or someone who dominates, a dictator, but this is someone who is self sacrificing, who is loving like Jesus loved us, the church, like he loves believers. And so think about this parallel, that just as Jesus loved us and gave himself for us, and we respond in thanks, we submit to him, so husbands should take the lead with their self-sacrificing love. And in response, wives submit. They, They show love and respect and thanks back. And so please understand, these verses have nothing to do about greater than or less than or inequality. Husband and wife, male and female in marriage, are are equal. They're they're partners, but they have different roles in how they interact with each other, like a beautiful dance step, maybe one leading and the other following, but when you watch it, hardly even looks like there's a leader. And so in marriage, 
we show this beautiful love dancing together in the way that God loves us and we love Him. Well, then as you flip into chapter 6, this love for each other continues in very specific ways. So think about how he's applying this husbands and wives, and now he's moving on, and he says, Children, you too show love. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So a reminder to all children to honor and respect and love their parents. But parents aren't off the hook. He says, Fathers, don't exasperate, or another translation, don't embitter your children. So that's a reminder to all of us who are parents not to be overbearing or overly harsh. We can certainly discipline our children and show them love, but to show them the kind of love, again, like, like we have received from Jesus himself. Well, then we get to another area of application that's a little challenging for some people, especially if you rip it out of context. And that's because Paul talks about slaves and masters. Now, please, when you read these verses, don't think about what we know as American slavery in our history or some other parts of the world where slavery is just awful. Understand that in Paul's time, slaves were usually treated very different. Yes, it's true that at times slaves were treated quite harshly, but in many cases they were more like servants or maybe you could say a butler. Sometimes the, the slaves were actually tutors or, or household servants who would cook for the children and they were living in the big Roman house and they were treated sometimes like family. So don't think here that Paul is advocating for the atrocity of slavery that we have known in world history. And how do I know this for sure? Not just from world history documents and, and history books, but also from what Paul says. First of all, he addresses these servants and tells them to honor and to respect their, their masters. Maybe we might use the word bosses, their employers here in this world, to honor them as they would the Lord. But then he addresses the masters, the bosses, the employers, if you will, and tells them to treat them with love and respect because they are helping them. They are employing them much as God uses us as his helpers here in this world. And so we understand that the dynamic here is not I'm above you and you're lesser than me, but rather that this is a dynamic of business relationship that is almost like a dynamic of brother and sister in Christ. And so again, this is a dynamic of a relationship that is based on love, not on bossing, not on domineering, not on hatred. And so here, again, is a matter of maturity. Paul is, in this context, talking about loving and living for the Lord as mature people. And there's one more matter of maturity to address, and that's how we live with the armor of God. Just soak in those verses of Ephesians chapter 6. Read them with careful intent to see how God covers us and strengthens us and empowers us and equips us with all this armor like his word, the truth, the gospel, etc. Just enjoy what God gives you in your Christian life in this world to empower you to be his people. And then as we read to the end of chapter 6, Paul finishes with one special prayer and blessing, a greeting if you will, talking again about the peace and the grace that is ours in Jesus Christ. And what a fitting way to greet those people and to send them off with, with closing thoughts. Grace in Christ. Because that is, in fact, a theme for the book of Ephesians. The blessings that are ours, the undeserved love, the grace that belongs to us in Jesus. 
It changes our relationship with God. It, it changes our relationship with one another. And so as you read through these final chapters and maybe reread through the whole book of Ephesians, think about that. The grace that belongs to you in Christ Jesus. What a blessing, what a joy to know everything that we have in Jesus Christ our Lord.